All right, this is Reverend Dr. Theta Franz and podcast number two from Between the Two Trees. And today we are going to be visiting with Karen Lane. Hello. Karen. Oh, there she is. Hi, Karen. Hi. Hi, all. Karen is a dear friend of mine, and she is currently a seminary student at One Spirit Interfaith Seminary in New York City. She plans on being ordained in June of 2019. And Karen and I have gotten to know each other because of One Spirit. She's completed the Unity Institute and Seminary's Spiritual Development Program. She's a Reiki master. She's a sound healer, a practitioner of Tibetan bowls with crystals, chanting, drumming, toning, some of her studies have included dowsing, EFT, shamanic journeying, the Silva Method, the Edgar Casey Study Group, the Ahimki Mind Management, and Animal Communication. Karen's facilitated an Intenders Group, a Course in Miracles Study Group, Spiritual Life Groups, and a workshop for the Sacred Union of the Beloved. Her religion of birth is Baptist. She later converted to Catholicism. Then, as a member of Unity North Atlanta Spiritual Center, she was a prayer chaplain, a spiritual life group facilitator, a member of the Sacred Sound Ministry, and a co-founder of their interfaith ministry. She now terms herself as a Christist Buddhist that appreciates the beauty and scriptures of all faiths. She's also a jewelry artisan and enjoys drawing, singing, and playing the cello, flute, and piano. Karen is from and currently lives in Roswell, Georgia, with her two middle-aged puppies, Freddie and Katie. And I invited Karen to speak today with us about the power of yes. She and I were in a conversation the other day, and she mentioned that that was something she had been excited about recently, and I thought that would be a terrific discussion for us to have as a part of this podcast. So I am inviting Karen to begin our dialogue on the power of yes. So what do you want to tell us about the power of yes, Karen? Um, yes. <laughs> the power of yes is very strong. I told a friend of mine that I was going to be doing this with you. And she said, oh, dear, what about, what about saying no? I have gotten into so much trouble when I have said yes. And I thought about it. And there have been many times I said yes in my life, and I lived to regret it. So I realize that you need an authentic yes. You need the yes that comes from your sacred heart, from your higher self, from the God as you know it. You need that inner guidance and follow that yes, and not, not to be buffeted by uh, outside people. Don't listen to other voices. Don't follow their yes. Follow your own yes. So it's a very personal journey to follow your own yes. Sometimes I've followed other people's yeses and I was doing perfectly wonderful things. I was volunteering. I enjoyed everything I was doing, but I wasn't taking time for me and my path. I wasn't taking enough time to be alone with my higher self and listen to my sacred heart. And I had a car accident. And then I had to be alone with myself and listen. And that's when I realized it's the sacred 
It's the sacred yes. And how the sacred yes can open the door to spirit, to the universe, to all the blessings that are in store for us. And there are many doors. You know, there's, there's the power of love, power of forgiveness, prayer, meditation. But without yes, to me, yes is like that final declaration. I am ready. I am here. Like one of the songs says, I am here, Lord, send me. That's what yes means to me. It's almost like an amen to my intent. It also entails surrender. And I know surrender always scared me. And I balked at it until I realized, what am I surrendering to? And I thought about it. And I'm surrendering to the God of my understanding. And the God of my understanding is that divine essence that beats my heart. And that took the fear away. Why would I want to deny the divine essence that beats my heart? It's the creator within me, the divine source within me, that has wanted nothing better than my good since my inception. So that helped me to understand. There's a course, there's a, excuse me, there's a passage in the Course in Miracles that says, our will is the will of God. And I never quite understood that, but then I got it. I'm surrendering to the inner divinity within me. My will is the will of God. And so yes became, became easier. Can you, can you describe a situation or a choice that you made where you, you used yes, where you can see that power of yes and how it worked for you? Sure. The, first, the biggest time was after the, um, after the accident. I wasn't really able to quite remember how to read or write. And I just felt this strong pull, this urge that I had to apply for seminary anyway. And, you know, all odds would have said, no, that's not the time. You need to put this off. But I didn't put it off. I said yes. And it changed my life. Now, I needed to take a year off to completely uh, recover, to continue to recover. But I said yes. And um, I did struggle with it at first. Each month I, I wanted to to quit, but my dean encouraged me. But as I went through the course and I realized this, the yes is very, very powerful because it's, it's like the Course in Miracles says, it calls it willingness. And I would say they're the same thing. To say I'm willing is to say yes. And the Course in Miracles says, if we tell God we are willing, God will meet us where we are and take us the rest of the way. So it's almost like yes is that empowering force that we need to, to answer the call. So I said yes to seminary. And like I said, that, that changed my life. But it's also little things. It's such little things as uh, Garrett Foster, who leads our, our spiritual group, Community and Spirit. He just asked for pictures of altars. Well, that led me to cleaning up all my altars. And then that led me to finding certain books that I had forgotten about that I needed to read. And then that led me to reading them 
and implementing what they said. And that led to new awarenesses and new states of being. So it's, it's such a little thing, you know, like little thing like dusting off an altar and finding a book you'd forgotten all about. And it has treasures in it that when you first bought this book, you weren't ready for those treasures. And the you being me. And I picked up the book. I read the book. One was on mantras. I started saying these mantras. And then all these lovely synchronicities happened um, after that. So just lovely things in my life. People calling me that I hadn't heard from, um, closer bonding with my family, just because I, I changed uh, my, my consciousness by saying yes. Does that answer your question? Yes, yes, it does. And it sounds funny. I'm, I'm ready to laugh at myself for saying yes. Now I'm noticing that I'm saying yes. And, <laughs> and it, I'm thinking about your talking about surrender and how when we surrender, we're able to surrender to that loving, divine goodness, whatever force that is for us, whatever we, it is that we call God, uh, when we're able to surrender to that and trust in that, we can trust ourselves and to know when to say yes. And what I, what I heard you saying was not to say yes to every little thing, not to be saying yes out of fear or out of pressure or wanting to please others or exactly. wanting, yeah, or wanting to please what we think, wanting to conform to what we think other people might want us to be. Exactly, exactly. And we do, we have to trust ourselves, go into meditation, listen to what our sacred heart tells us, and then act on that, not what everybody else said we need to be doing. Right. And I, because I know there have been times in my life when the yes that I wanted to give was leading me in a very different direction than what maybe our society would call successful. Certainly. Certainly. And, and the, yes, the yes will do that. Once we start listening to our own self, the yes, the divine yes, the sacred yes, will lead us step by step on our path. But it's our path. You know, your path is your path. My path is my path. And on the spiritual journey, we want to take the quickest route back to divine union. So it's, it's okay if we say no when we should have said yes. We'll be like the um, missile that will get off path but as long as we continue to pick ourselves back up after an, a dishonest yes, pick mm -hmm. ourselves back up after a dis dishonest yes, Byron Katie says a dishonest yes is saying no to ourselves. Yeah. So if we can stop that and then back to the sacred yes, we will stay on course for our path, our journey. And then we'll be the biggest benefit to all, not just ourselves. We could say the dishonest yes, it can still help people, but it wouldn't be the path that was meant for our highest good, for what the, the best possible outcome of what we could contribute, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Right, so surrendering and trusting and... Willing. Being willing and 
all of that takes faith yes in the divine and faith in ourselves and our own knowing yes and my experience has been that it takes courage lots of courage but if we have the trust and the faith and i ask for all these things when i am in doubt i say you want me to do this then please supply me with courage and trust and faith and knowing how because we won't always know how and we have to trust the how will be given we definitely won't know when we have to trust we just have to trust that it'll be when <laughs> the time is right and we just have to keep taking the one step what i heard you saying too was you were you said yes and then then there were some synchronicities then this happened and that led you to the next thing and that led you to the next thing it wasn't like you could see the whole way down the path it was just one little step at a time mm, yes. and i have i have heard um i mentioned this in my first podcast rob bell is a teacher that i follow i think he's awesome i love his teachings and he mentions that uh, there is a, a scripture uh, from, there's a Bible verse that says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Christians like to, like to quote that. And if you use a lamp, it's, it only lights up just the, the few feet in front of you where you're going to step. It doesn't light the whole way. Exactly. And that, I love that scripture. Yeah. And that is that is the the walk of faith it is I, that's what was going i got goosebumps when you said that that is the walk of faith and and we're only given enough light so that we will build faith and we will build trust i asked jesus one time in a meditation when am i gonna you know fill in the blank and he showed me this vivid vision of his feet one in front of the other one step another step another step and we just have to take the steps take the steps it is like when the israelites daily received manna from heaven there's um a, a wisdom teaching that once they doubted that the manna was coming that's when they fell from grace hmm no we, i had not i had not heard that we're given what we need daily right in uh jesus's prayer yeah yeah well it is our daily bread right right in the lord's prayer in the in the the prayer that jesus teaches it is that um that give us this day our daily bread and in um in 12-step spirituality uh it's the you you only get 24 hours right focus is on one day at a time so that's another uh spiritual path where it's the focus is just on one day so you just have to deal with today and we as humans we don't we want to know the big picture right tell me the end if i'm going to say yes tell me how this is going to end up and so when i first started out with these small strings of yeses i didn't know where it was leading me and i've just been delighted Each and yes takes me to the next it's it's like a board game each yes takes me to the the next step on the game Yes, and we say we want to know. Oh, I want to know the future. I want to know how this all plays out. We say that. And I think that if we if we did, 
if we were to be shown, we would be either scared or disappointed or sad or whatever, and it would be boring. Right. That's part of the delight of life is not knowing, yes. not knowing what's Plus, possible. if we knew, if we were told, I, I, speaking for me, if I was right. told what was going to happen, I might stop doing the work and just sit back and wait. Yeah. And it's not going to happen that way. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's set up this way for a reason. It, it, wow. it totally is. It's like Ariadne's thread. To get out of the cave, we just have to keep pulling on the thread each step of the way. We can't have the whole ball of, of I'm not. I'm, I'm not familiar with that story. Could you, could you really that story? It's a fable, as I remember it, uh, to get out of a cave, there was a, a thread left, and Ariadna had to follow this thread the way out. Not break it, just keep gently pulling on it till she got to the light. Is that was that a mythological creature or she was? Yeah, I, sh I should Google it. I should before I go on podcasts and start talking about Ariadne's thread. I should <laughs> find out who that is. I should, who the heck was? I just, just, I just, I know she had a thread. I'll, I'll Google it later and find out what I'm talking about. All right. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll Google it and add it to the show notes yeah. um, if I find a if I find a link to that. Or we could do, find... we could do a podcast on Ariadne's thread. If you, if you find a link to that later. Yeah. Um, and the importance of that being like what we were talking about with the lamp, just being able to see that little bit, that little part in front of us is, and it's enough. That's right. the thing. You don't need to see the whole picture to be able to do the work. It's enough to just do what's in front of you today and to do it to the best of your ability to say yes to what's right here. Yes. And um, as I work with clients, either in spiritual counseling or in therapy, as I work with them, for my clients that are navigating anxiety, a lot of them, their upset is about, anxiety is always about what's coming. It's always about what's ahead. And it, it cannot be, what's ahead cannot be controlled because it's not here yet. It's only present in our imaginations and god is not there right it's it's not even real you can't control real. what's not real mm -hmm. and that's what helps create the anxiety and if instead we can focus on the present moment that's what's real that's what's right here that's entirely manageable and what's, that's where our power is yeah saying yes to what's right here, saying yes to being present. Exactly. And I'm so glad you said that because that made me think of something else. It's also saying yes to discomfort that we have. Oh, tell me more about that. Well, if we, if we have a physical pain mm -hmm. and I say no to it, it increases. Mm. It like it crystallizes it and it makes the physical pain stronger. But if I get quiet, and I say yes to it, and I sit with it, and I let it speak to me, it has all kinds of things to tell me as to why the pain is there. And then I choose whether I want to work on that or not, but at least I've had a dialogue with the pain. I'm not ignoring the pain. The pain just gets stronger when you say no and you push, it, push against. It's like anything that, it's the old saying, what we resist persists. 
Now, what, when you've dialogued with pain, what are some things that you've heard? Um, what has pain told you when you've dialogued my, with pain? My back pain has told me that it has said, you don't feel supported. And what so did you do about I, that? I would thank it. And I knew it was right. I, I, I st and I still am working on that. I still have back pain. But I'm not judging myself. I know what it is. I don't try to resist it anymore. I don't try to deny it. And I will talk to it and try to tell my body that we don't see the support, but it is there. I know it is there, especially since I've been saying yes, because of all these little synchronicities. And if source can do that, put this in my path and this book in my path and this person in my path and this idea in my path, it can do anything. Anything's possible to the degree that I allow it. So as I continue to say yes more and more, I open up my ability to receive more. Now you said you you said thank you to your back pain. Yes. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. the The thing is, pain was meant to be our benefit. It really had a purpose. It's trying to protect us. So if we have a particular pain, our body is trying to say, you need to do this, you need to do that, we're feeling this, we're feeling that. It's good information. It's our guidance system. Our pain is actually our guidance system. Um, like so instead of something that needs to be fought with, it's right. something that need, could, could be listened to and, and something that we could partner with. Exactly. My exact thinking, partner, totally. You partner with it because it's, it's a part of you. It's, it's speaking to you. That pain is saying, listen to me. I have vital information to tell you. And so when we can listen to it, non-resistant, saying yes to it, yes, I'm here, yes, I will hear you, and I will do something to help alleviate this, I'm not sure what, it'll be shown to me. Just have that faith and trust that you were talking about. Now, does that mean that you don't take like Tylenol or leave or something oh. to try to help it? I, or? Take, I take Excedrin. I'm a, a, addicted to Excedrin and I make no apologies. Um, again, The Course in Miracles talks about all of medicine is our own magic and there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Right. Well, if I just we, want to clarify for anybody yes. listening that it doesn't mean oh, yes. that you don't take you don't take medicine to be right. able to help with the pain. It's not that you you you're a martyr and you suffer no. through it. It's just that you can acknowledge pain can you can partner with the pain. You can even thank the pain yes. for alerting you to something else that could be happening that you weren't aware of, instead of making it something to resist, instead of making your suffering, instead of making you suffer through it, it can right. be something that can bring up awareness. And something, you can even say yes, if I'm hearing you, you're saying you can say yes 
to experiencing pain. Yes, definitely. And now yes has become very funny. Yes, you can definitely say <laughs> yes to pain and to accept it and appreciate it and know that it's your own body, your very own body, your cells, your molecules, your atoms with something to tell you that you need to know or that I, you know, that I, you know, it's a collective, the collective you that we need to know. Right. Um, How has your attitude towards pain changed since you've been able to say yes to it? Now I say, oh, there it is again. I better sit down and listen. Instead of saying, oh, crap, I'm dying. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and how has being able to do that, has that changed how you experience other events in your life that you used to perceive as negative or bad? Uh, excellent question. It has changed everything. I always heard that everything worked out for our benefit. And I wanted to believe it. I really did. It made sense. And I wanted it to make sense. But once I started saying yes and stopped resisting and saying, no, not this, no, not this, saying yes, okay, this, a, a sense of peace came over. And then I was able to be in the now more instead of, I call it worry worryizing. I stopped worryizing. What is worryizing? Worryizing is when you're constantly worrying about, oh my, my goodness, you know, the future, the past, the future, the past, the mistakes I made, the mistakes I'm going to make. And you're so busy worryizing and worrying about the future and worrying about the past that you don't, you know, it's dinner time and you've missed the whole day. <laughs> right, right. So being able to accept and say yes to even what used to be what you would have called bad right. situations it's brought some peace to your life. Have you had spiritual helpers or people that you've been able to uh, pray on, pray to or call on that have been a, been oh, a source of support to you? Oh, definitely. That's another excellent question. Three of my favorites right now. Well, Jesus is always one of my favorites. He's like my big brother, my way shower. Uh, he has been a, a stalwart in my life, but also Mary Magdalene has been uh, with me for a long time. They've been very, very helpful. Just the other day, I was reading during my prayer time, and my vision just split. And I real, literally couldn't see the words. I closed my eyes, and I saw all these uh, geometrical forms. and. I just asked them, I, I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's for my benefit. Maybe you're updating my vision. I don't know what's happening. I'm opening, I'm open to miracles. But if you would please adjust this, whatever's happening, if you could just adjust it so I could read, unless you don't want me to read right now. And in that case, I'll just sit here and be quiet. Instantly it was gone. Instantly I could see the words clearly. Hmm. And um, another thing they help me with is that I still jerk when I am too tired. Or the something. jerking is from the car accident? Yes. And, some, and they can't, the neurologist can't find it, but I still do it, not as much as I did. Um, I have, and I've been told it's in my brain. 
So sometimes when I'm here alone, I just ask them to please hold my head. Just together, just hold my head. And it soothes it. So there's that. And also, I have learned from them and through yes, to say yes to that, to the jerking. You know, what if I have it forever? I've noticed speakers that have certain tics, um, little jerk movements when they speak. It's, you know, it's not the end of the world. I don't, um, it's nothing that, that would keep me from speaking. It's, I'm the one that has the discomfort with it. So when I said yes to that, that calmed down. Instead of being, at first I was, when it first started, six weeks after the accident, I was totally freaked out. Ah, you know, what am I going to do? I can't control my head's jerking, my shoulder's jerking, everything is horrible. But since then, I've learned, say yes to it, relax. If you can't get it to stop, ask, you know, the ascended masters that I work with most, Jesus and Mary Magdalene, they always come and help me. They never let me down. And if they didn't do anything, it would be, something I needed to experience. Maybe it was, you know, dialogue with the, with the jerking. If that, that, that experience for you has been, again, allowing has um, brought you peace. And as you've not been resisting, your suffering has decreased and your symptoms have decreased too. Yes. Yes, all with letting go of resistance. And that's what we have to do. We have to let go of the no's. You know, we're taught no. This is a no society. No, we can't do this. No, we can't do that. So it's, it, we feel like we're letting go of part of our intrinsic being when we let go of no. Mm-hmm. Who will I be if I let go of no? Right. It, it goes back to what you said in the beginning. You know, what would we do if we knew we could not fail? And that's scary. Um, to have, to be limitless as divine power is limitless. We were all taught to not go there. To not go where? To realizing our divinity, to realizing that through God, we are limitless. Right. Yeah. For, for our listeners, before Karen and I started recording, I had mentioned to her, um, we were, uh, she had expressed a little bit of nervousness about being recorded. And I said, Hey, you know, what would, what would you do? What would you say if you knew we, you, you couldn't fail? This is just you and I having a conversation. And so that's what, what brought this, this topic up. And you're right, Karen, you're absolutely right. You know, we are, when I think of child development, I think of toddlers as they individuate, as they become their, themselves, one of the first things they learn is to say no. That's how they learn to assert their individuality. It's not to say yes or I want. One of the first ways they start asserting themselves is to say no. No. Yeah. No. I know. Yeah. yeah. And that's we're that's what we're taught. Is to we're taught that. Yeah, is like it say no instead mm-hmm. of finding out about it, instead of exploring, instead of relaxing mm-hmm. and exploring mm-hmm. and see, you know, seeing what does this experience have for me? Yeah. We're immediately on the defensive. No, no, no. Yeah, isn't that isn't that interesting? Yes, 
that that's how we're socialized and that's yeah. how we're brought into uh, our awareness as individuals is through the power of no, but how we grow spiritually is through the power of yes. Yes, definitely. That's very interesting. Yeah. I love that. I do too. I do so too. Cool. We're getting to be spiritual grownups, hopefully. I know. Yeah. Hopefully. Learning, learning the power of yes. And I have to admit, there are plenty of times when I am in resistance and I am stamping my feet and saying, no, no, no. Oh, me I, too. Oh, oh, that reminds me. One huge, huge thing was recently I have been complaining to myself. I try, I try to limit my complaining to me and God with my screaming Mimi prayers. Um, when I just have a little hissy fit and tell God, I, I just, I'm not going to do this anymore. Me, me, me. Um, I realized I have been complaining to myself and God so much about yard work, housework. I'm never going to get ready to sell my house. I'm never going to get my yard cleared. And then I was like, Karen, what are you doing? You're making it worse. You're sending anger into your sweet, loving home and your beautiful property. And your home didn't do anything to deserve this. It's just larger than you need. There's nothing wrong with your home. It's not doing this to hurt you. Your property's not growing, you know, by leaps and bounds to hurt you. And I realized I needed to just stop being in resistance and saying yes, in this case, yes to love. Yes, to loving my home. And I tell myself, I am all about love. I am divine love. I want to love everyone. I want to love everything. And here I was not loving my home and my property. And you and would think that's such a huge thing to see. I didn't see it. And you, you since shifted gears. Yes. And now you're loving your home and your property. Have you experienced any synchronicities as a result of that shift? Yeah, I realized... Well, I'm a Virgo, first off. I need to give you that disclosure. And I realized that it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you were saying before the, the talk started, it doesn't have to be perfect. My home does not have to be perfectly clean to have someone over. So I started cleaning. The first thing I started cleaning was a synchronicity. It was Garrett's request for pictures of altars. So I started cleaning all the altars in my home. And I thought, what a gift. To be given guidance on where to start because I, I couldn't think where do I start where do I start because I had been um, not well for two and a half years and so things were quite dirty so I thought what a holy way to start cleaning your home is cleaning all your altars and I'm an altar if there's such a thing as an altar geek I would be an altar geek and I have altars next to altars on top of altars there's altars everywhere and I thought this is where you start and as it turns out, I got all of my altars clean, which are a considerable amount of altars. And then yesterday for my birthday, I had another friend over. She came and uh, took me out to lunch. We came back here, and I let her in my dirty house. I had clean altars. And I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't said yes. I had to say yes to picture into cleaning my altars, to taking pictures of my altars, cleaning the rest of the altars, and then letting my friend in. And, and you were able to, and she, she didn't care. The, yeah, she didn't care. Yeah. Know. She could care less, and she just saw the altars. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. you were able to have that experience. And that's, yeah. that's all about, all about yeah. saying yes. Uh, all right. Well, I want to wrap this up unless you had any other uh, pressing details you needed to add about the power of yes. The only other thing I would say, and this goes for everything, hmm. is to meet the power of yes, speaking of love, to meet the power of yes with the power of love and the power of gratitude. And with those three attributes, I don't think we can fail. I think those are wonderful words to end our discussion on. I so appreciate you being willing to take the time to have this dialogue today, Karen. Thank you. I so appreciate your asking me. And I tell you, Theta, I'm glad I didn't know we were going to be recorded today because I didn't have time to worry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thanks again. Thank you, Theta. I am super grateful to Karen for participating in that interview with me. And I had a few things I wanted to add. I'm going to add some show notes for anybody interested in investigating a course in miracles. I'm going to add a little bit of information about that in the show notes. Also, Karen had mentioned Ariadne's thread and the labyrinth, and there's going to be some information in the show notes on that as well. As always, if you're interested in being in touch with me, you can shoot me an email at drthetafrans at gmail.com. If you have questions or if you have ideas for future podcasts, I would love to hear from you. Until then, be blessed.